estate planning made easy. This is The Strong Room on 770 CHQR, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. This month will be the last chance before the summer to attend a McMillan Estate Planning Seminar. The dates are June 20th in Red Deer and June 21st in Calgary. You can register online at macmillanestate.com or you can call the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464. So we've heard from Dan Kelly on what the Coalition for Small Business Tax Fairness is trying to do on behalf of Canadians. The point to be made here is that there are tools in place to deal with tax changes if you are proactive and get your plan in place. McMillan Estate Planning Chief Executive Sherry McMillan and legal counsel Henry Villanueva have been through this scenario with hundreds of clients. A conversation now about business succession, one of the topics that begins with a plan. Henry, let's talk about business succession. When somebody walks in the door and it becomes clear that they own a business of some kind and they want to do an estate plan, where do you start? Well, Peter, in our office, we start by congratulating the family for what they have done. Their family has worked hard and the parents have gone through years of service to the community. The family has provided products that are of value and we are there to congratulate them and recognize their success over the years. But of course, part of this success is making sure that their wishes for their business are followed as well. And most often than not, families would like to succeed their business down to their children and family ultimately. But there's always an issue on how to do this. And in that particular case, we have a good discussion with them on the family background, on what each child's interests is, and also with what their plan is for the next few years of their business. The business has to provide the income for retirement of the parental group, correct? Correct, Peter. We also want to make sure that the efforts and the financial contributions that the primary parent group has put into the business is protected because more often than not, the business is the retirement plan for the parents. The parents want to make sure that they're able to provide for themselves as well as their family, as well as for the continuity of their business, all for the good of the community. So we have to play with a lot of different factors here. Sherry, business succession. Um, Take up. Uh, the the topic when when somebody comes in the door and says I want to do uh, a life plan how do you lay out the various factors that need to be considered in a business succession portion of that plan business succession is a very complex matter the reason it is complex is we're dealing with a going concern business and then we're dealing with real human beings that have their own objectives and goals and have their own purpose that they're pursuing in their lives It's very common in our experience that what we'll see in a family unit is varying directions in each family member and varying gifts and so forth and talents. So one of the challenges is how do you play monopoly with the gifts of that family to meet the objectives of all? And families, as we know, are complex in the first place, never mind adding in an additional asset like a business. So the first thing we always share with families is what we've got to con consider is what are the goals of each player in this family business and see if we can find a way to root them in the same direction so that we can create a win-win outcome for the family. 
frequently, the value of the business is tied up in the business and the parent group is in that process of retiring out. But they're going to need reserve from the business to live a healthy and happy lifestyle. And so there's this balancing act that we want to have the business be preserved on an ongoing basis in the decades to come. So we don't want to draw too much out of the business to cripple it, but we have to draw enough out to provide for the retirement of the family that first created the business. Secondarily, because of generational gaps that happen in families, which is normal, um, the way in which the next generation want to execute business is often very different than the originating family. So one of the common areas we see this is in, is in technology. So the generation prior may have done a lot more manually than the generation coming in next to succeed. They're progressing with technology. And so there is a transition period that's painful for the originating family members because the business is changing and it's changing in a way that they perhaps don't have the aptitude or understanding of how these changes are occurring in the next generation. So there's a lot of trust given in the next generation. And then I think the most difficult um, challenge for all family in family business is truly being authentically honest about do we have someone in this family unit or a group within this family unit that can truly carry on the business into the future? Are they gifted enough? Are they talented enough? Do they have the aptitude? And so that doesn't happen in every family. And it's a hard conversation to come to reality if that is not the the case in that particular family. When that arises, though, there are solutions and we will often see families in that case, if there isn't a key person in the family or a group of key people in the family, we will see them then sell the business and take some of the proceeds perhaps down to the next generation and support their dreams and purpose, perhaps starting a different kind of business entirely. So there's all kinds of wonderful opportunities. The key to any business succession is communication. I think the other thing is in the first meeting is to identify the players, one of which is the business. That's right. The business itself has all kinds of intricate issues within it. So some businesses are only in one jurisdiction, whereas a lot of businesses today are becoming multinational, international. And so we have arms potentially of this business reaching into varying jurisdictions, which means we have multiple estates just pertaining to the business in the beginning. The second thing that happens is our families are spread out often internationally as well. And so they may have ownership, but it has a challenge in taxation in the jurisdiction they live. So, you know, one of the common ones that we see, Peter, is a family that have a Canadian business, children living in the U.S. And when they pass, they want to transfer this Canadian asset to the children in the U.S. Well, one of the challenges is the IRS thinks we're trying to hide value offshore by having Canadian assets. And so we have to be very careful in the way in which we structure it so that taxation doesn't come in and take a huge bite out of an asset like a family business. And the given what the Canadian government is doing now, and that is trying to capture what it believes are its rights uh, in in tax money uh, from um, from wealthy families from businesses uh, particularly with offshore accounts that you, what you just spoke to speaks to the heart of that issue. Yes, 
Offshore is a very hot topic, and it has been for some time, probably the last five years, I would suggest. It's the topic where the governments are, you know, pulling up the stones and looking underneath to see what is being hidden and what we are not rightfully paying. That being said, the impute is that all of us are doing that. And as you know, it's not all of us. It's a handful of people that have done this historically and are making it tough for the rest of us. So as a business owner and a family with family members that are international, you have the challenge of making your estate become private in a legal way that the governments don't have the privilege to pull up your rocks and turn them over. And thankfully, we have tools such as trusts in Canada, and we have proactivity that we can do with families' values so that they can safeguard any impute that they're offside in some particular way because they happen to be an international family. Sherry McMillan and Henry Villanueva from McMillan Estate Planning. The most important thing to remember is that tax planning cannot be retroactive. You need to get your plan in place using the tools that are available. Then, if and when the rules change, you at least have a starting point to adapt. Call McMillan Estate Planning weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464. That's our show for this week. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room on 770-CHQR.